0: And the facts is this, boys. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Kaya, welcome to the Curb Podcast. My name is Andrew F. Pearce, and this podcast is recorded in Bulu, Perth, Western Australia. Sovereignty never ceded. Garth Davis is a filmmaker who has explored the human need for connection in his films. Whether it's in his Best Picture nominee, Lion, or in his latest film, Foe, That sense of being one with the person you love is a tangible thread throughout his career. In the following interview, Garth talks about that sense of connection, while also talking about one of the core themes of the film, artificial intelligence. Faux stars Sasha Ronan as Hen and Paul Mescal as Junior. They are Midwest lovers in the future who find their lives upturned when an unexpected visitor, played by Aaron Pierre, arrives to tell them that Junior is is to be sent to space for some time. As a replacement and for company, Pierre's mysterious man proposes that they create an artificial clone of Junior to keep Hen company. From here, the science fiction and dramatic tone of Foe interweaves Ronan and Mescal's performances which bounce off one another comfortably. Foe is in Australian cinemas from November 2. Here is a clip from the film, followed by director and co-writer Garth Davis talking about his work on it. Hen? Respecting anyone?
1: I need to have an intimate understanding of your marriage, the good and the bad. I promise it's confidential, it's between you and me.
0: Do you feel happy here?
1: Of course I'm happy here. Aren't you? Do you feel you know how she would react in every situation?
2: I've always had this fantasy that there's something else out there for me.
1: Do you wanna live mundane lives Or do you want to be part of something special and unique? You've been selected to live up there.
2: Okay, well, you're wasting your time because we we haven't even been on an airplane and she'd hate it. I should clarify.
1: I'm talking about you here, Junior, only you. ensure Hen has company while you're away. We're going to replace you.
0: I don't want a robot living
2: with my wife.
1: Do you really want to leave her here all alone, day after day? He doesn't really see me anymore. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this. you to use this opportunity to act on your instincts whatever we decide
2: we'll be together thank you very much for your time i really appreciate it also thank you very much for your impressive body of work as well i've I've been quite uh, intrigued by the the path of stories that you've been telling uh, through, obviously, Lion and now up to Foe um, and everything in between. And there seems to be this, this narrative or thematic connection uh, that you want to explore people who are trying to reach out to other people, who are trying to reach out to... Uh, somebody and connect with somebody who they theoretically should love or have some kind of bond with, whether it's a distant mother that they've, they've not seen for, for years and have lost, or in, foe, in this case, the sense of a partner and, and who they actually become in the sense of things. And I'm curious if you can talk about your drive to, to explore connection as a thematic thread.
1: Well, I guess for me, human relationships are the most important thing in life. And also probably some of the most challenging things in our lives as well Um, without relationship without community without love without like what is there there is no life uh, in many ways and i also mean that extend that to nature as well our, our interconnectedness with nature so i guess that's just who i am as a person and what i'm interested in and i guess also what i'm concerned about is is how over time you know what that disconnection from self and from relationships um, is is a challenging thing for all of us, especially in the modern world um, and as we go along. So I guess, you know, Faux is, I guess, an extension of the things that I feel curious about and passionate about. But, yeah, all my films, I guess, deal with love, relationship and the human condition, I guess.
2: With that in mind, and apologies for giving a broad question here, but I guess I'm curious then what your definition of humanity is.
1: I guess something that knows no boundaries like something that is elemental and something that feels uh natural and truthful to all of us i guess um so for me when i say I'm, I'm interested in humanity i mean i guess i'm interested in audiences reconnecting with that part of themselves they know that's there they know it to be true and um and i guess to honor those beautiful aspects of ourselves so whilst a lot of the stories i deal with can be hard and tough i guess I'm really celebrating the beauty that we have within us and um and encouraging us to activate that as much as possible in our lives and and you know that that's what I want to bring to to audiences I guess
2: part of the reason why I say that is that within faux there is this sense that. Uh, what makes us human? The the aspects of humanity are stripped away over time. There's there's precious little art, there's precious little culture, what nature might have existed no longer exists. So the purpose for living then really becomes focused on the person that you're living with or the person that you're helping uh you know exist in the world and and i'm curious if you can talk about what it means to have all of those aspects of of what it makes us people stripped away uh it's it's a very desperate and terrible thing
1: well i don't know about you but the observations i've made in my life is that people don't sort out their lives until they're faced with a cancer um, um diagnosis or someone close to them or a tragedy usually that they need something to wake them up to their own lives and they go Shit, I've got some perspective now um, and I think COVID probably did that in a, in a mass way and 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 probably despite the, the negative aspects of it, I think there's a lot of spiritual positive aspects. So I guess it, that's just a curious human thing. We like to be lazy and we do take things for granted. We take people we love for granted and this movie deals with that head on. But I think when in this context, the pressure of global warming in that sense that it's very imminent is doing that. I feel like to the audiences, it's, it's kind of, reminding people that our time is precious and are you living your life in a way that you feel happy about? And, um, and what I love about this movie is how the relationship that we're seeing on screen, which is actually at its heart, they are soulmates, you know, it's a very positive relationship. And, and it's a very human and natural thing that over time, you can take each other for granted. And you suddenly you find yourself you, you, you it questions identity and you feel like you've lost a connection to who you are. Um, and I also love how that is a metaphor for the planet. And I think that the the simple question in all of this is if you take something precious for granted, you can lose it. and um, and I guess that's that's just the simple driving theme with the film.
2: you know, we're talking about themes and things like that, whether there is that sense of imitation, I guess is the the word I'm trying to find about the creation of the the film, because Australia is subbing in for the Midwest. And then we had two Irish actors who were subbing in for, you know, Midwest people. And there is this sense of, um, and both of them are really fascinating in that capacity of of bringing a Midwest vibe to their characters and, and presentation and, things like that but uh, if we step back we have the understanding that these are places that aren't what they actually are or aren't what they are meant to be and I'm curious if that was a creative choice behind having two Irish actors and having Australia subbing in for the Midwest Um, was that a thematic choice at all?
1: No look I guess I just wanted to choose the most powerful options to tell this story Um, so no it wasn't anything intellectual I guess Uh, it was really just going with something that's truthful and powerful emotionally and um i really wanted to bring something that felt real and grounded and and kind of visceral i guess to the screen and and you know saoirse ronan and and paul mascal i mean luckily with their shared heritage it brought a believability i think to the chemistry you see on screen and at the end of the day this is a human problem um, this is a human thing that we're exploring. It doesn't really matter where you're from, and uh, I, to be honest, I haven't had any issues with that. Um, and every movie does it anyway. But I guess I was just wanted to choose the best people for the for the film and a landscape that uh, best represented the Earth. The Earth is a character, you know. It's like a casting choice. So um, Australia Australia wasn't a, the original idea, but it became the obvious choice in a way to kind of paint a believable, grounded version of 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 30 40 years from now
2: i should add i didn't have an issue with it at all i just thought as the story was going along and the aspects of ai crept in i'm like oh this is really like i like that he's kind of add this extra layer to it um but that's yeah, something no, that i've interpreted not obviously what's in there
1: <laughs> yeah no no it's funny how you it's funny where you end up um it's funny where you end up and i guess even with ai and technology you know we it's coming into our lives. We, no matter what, but I, I feel like the same problem's going to exist no matter where we end up. And and I I, I guess the hand what hen's questioning is a it's a human it's a human question, a human challenge. Um and it's very natural, but it's something that we're just going to take into any reality we're in. It's the same old kind of challenge that we always have.
2: Let's talk about Sersha and Paul then about casting them. Were they when you're writing the script, were they in mind as you were writing it?
1: Not not originally, no. Um, but I, I I definitely could feel hen in the room. You know um that's often I, I i'm very intuitive and i have a this emotional sensation i guess i can really feel her character her personality and one thing that was very obvious to me was that she needed to represent what was precious in the story um and she emanates the character for me emanated this sense of curiosity and play and light you know something that was you know you see that in people that just have those that light behind the eyes and, um, and I guess feeling that led me to Saoirse Ronan because she is that person. Um, it doesn't matter what character she plays, she has this beautiful light, the kind of personality that just kind of shines through her acting. It's not about acting it's something else. And I really, that was really important to me to have that quality in the film. So luckily for me, she really connected with the material. Um, and then I just literally, when I had her, I was very protective of, um, finding her a really good husband. (laughs) And um, that led me to Paul and Paul had read the material and was crazy about it. Like he he really wanted to play this character. He really loved the relationship exploration and um, all the extra dimensions that viewers will discover when they watch it. Um, So that was great. And then Aaron Pierre was, um, I guess we did cast Lakeith Stanfield. He was attached to the project, Um, but he did the whole Hollywood exit on me at the last second, um, which was devastating but lucky for me, you know, funny how the universe works, it it, it led us to Aaron Pierre, who is an up-and-coming actor, um, who has a really beautiful quality, um, and I thought brought such nuance to Terence, so disorientating and charming and scary all at the same time. So um, I, I was really lucky to have these three actors.
2: With Aaron then, I'm curious what kind of guidance he gave him for building his character, because he is almost this... Uh, spanner in the works which you don't un- you know he's unexpected we don't entirely understand or know where his journey is going to go to begin with when he just appears out of nowhere
1: yeah I mean he's the classic kind of Hitchcockian device at the beginning of the film you know the stranger in the night this strange sense of familiarity about him and all those gorgeous silky nostalgic filmic vibes uh, playing out at the beginning I really love that but actually what unfolds is this really complex character. I guess for me, it's like just a great question. Like, who are these people that are trying to put us on Mars? Like, who are the people that come up with AI? Like, what's driving their obsession to bring this to us? Why are we bringing this into civilization? Like, what, what, what's, what, what are these people thinking? And um, I guess that starts a conversation in the design of the character and 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 who makes up these people. I guess for me, personally, I definitely see someone that, is searching for the very thing that Hen actually inhabits, you know, right? You know, in a way. And people try to connect with the same thing, but they look for it in different ways. Some people look out, some people look in. And I guess he's a character looking out. He's also kind of got that Frankenstein vibe, like he is um, a creator of sorts. And there's a paternal aspect that that comes into that, which is really fascinating. So, I guess asking those real questions kind of brings about interesting solutions. I think.
2: I mean, that's the thing which I found really fascinating about him was that there is that I could relate to the other two characters in the sense that here is this thing that is this external presence that has been put onto them. And I I feel it, you know, wake up in the morning, I'm like, what's Elon Musk done today, you know, kind of thing. And you go, why do I have to deal with this? I'm just trying to deal with my life. And now I've got somebody telling me off to to go off to Mars. I found that so fascinating. Uh, It was quite a a really quite curious manner of presenting uh, a conflict.
1: Yeah, no, there's a lot of interesting feelings that come up when you watch it, you know, a lot of complex feelings and reflections and um, even stuff that just came out of the making of it, you know, um, which is why it's um, it was such an interesting film for me. It, it was so rich. There's so many layers to it. You can watch it over and over again and see it in so many different ways. But, yeah, Terence just raises a lot of questions, and I think that's what Ian and I were really keen on is... Um, just getting people to think and to, and to reflect on on all the characters in all the different ways uh, that they journey through the story. Um, ethics is a big thing that comes to mind. You know, a lot of people joke about it'd be fun to have a fake husband or a fake wife. And um, it's already happening, you know, um, in the sex industry and in, in social media. I mean, we're all creating avatars. It's almost like we're not, we're becoming more fake in a way. And, but I guess, we never think about the thing that we're creating, like, should, does it have rights? You know, what's our responsibility when we create sentient beings? And I guess the same problems arise. It doesn't really matter. We're just taking the same problems into all of these things. And, you know, I just, I just don't think, I don't feel like people are having these conversations enough.
2: I mean, it's, it's a hard conversation to have because I'm not sure if we've all got the tools to be able to address it. <laughs> but then that's where I think that the brilliance of art comes in because art gives us an avenue to explore it and and discuss Absolutely. it and. and Divulge into it there. Uh, I want to swap over to talking about working with Peter as the editor, who I've always appreciated his work because he brings out the sense of humanity, uh, which we've been talking about so deeply. Uh, not just in his feature films like *Parrot the Dog*, but in documentaries as well, like *Man on Earth*. And I'm I'm curious if you can talk about what it's like to be able to work alongside him to create this story.
1: Oh, it was that's a that's a great question. Um, it was just such a joy to work with Pete and um. And I really mean that, like, every now and then you work with someone that just gets you and gets what you're heading for. And um, that just makes life so much easier. And in, in a way, it just means together, you can just find the spirit of something in the most beautiful way. And um, there was never a, a debate, you know, we, we both felt and knew where we had to go, and we had to head to and, um, and he's got great taste as well. So like, choosing takes and we almost land on the same takes and it was just you know he he got he got the stuff that made me get excited and he he could see what the actors were doing so yeah just a, a an a, an editor that has an amazing eye for detail and nuance and yes as you say um helping the story and and look we're big enough and ugly enough now having done it for a while that you know this is not about keeping scenes you want to keep you've got to you got to serve the story and you've got to be brutal. And um, and, and I guess um, Pete's definitely has that, that frame of mind. So yeah, he's all about the story. And, and that's what, what was such a joy to work with him. It was really enjoyable process. We had a good time together.
2: Do you want to swap over to talking about the additional directing or assistant directors that you've got as well? I think you've got Bonnie Moore and Eddie Thorne. And Bonnie in particular, I just want to talk about your experience of working with her because I've been a huge fan of what she's done in her short films and she's just so so great with what she's doing and i'm curious if you can talk about the guidance or support that you gave uh, her on the set and what she might have learned from you as a director
1: you know I, i was involved in starting up exit films many many moons ago and um a lot of that that company was really based on mentorship you know it was all about collaboration and mentorship and greg fraser was born from that a lot of great talent has come through in australia and internationally has come from exit and I guess Bonnie was uh, someone that came part of that system. I guess she became my assistant for for a while, um, and uh, on commercials and also on Mary Magdalene. So you know she would be sitting at my desk through all of those processes, and I, I'd use assistants a lot. I give them a lot of responsibility, and and that I I just open my entire world to them. Um, and I guess uh, good training. And Bonnie's, uh, you know, a really fantastic friend and, um, you know, been a huge support to me throughout. And there's a certain point where, you know, they need to move out of home. You know, you've got to kick them out. <laughs> so I'm very encouraging as well, you know, to – I really encourage them to take that leap of faith. So, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Um, very, very long relationship, very hands-on relationship you know she deserves all her success
2: yeah definitely and i you know it's great to see that you know that that mentorship capacity working because uh it's so vital for the australian film industry and i'm curious if you can talk about you went through some kind of similar path as well is that right in in your when you commenced. i
1: wish (laughs) i wish i wish i i guess i'm doing everything i wish could have happened to me yeah (laughs) um yeah look Uh, Yeah, I I joined um, Henrik Danaford in Exit Films, and um, we we were just figuring it out together. You know, it started off just the three of us and it grew into this big company. But I guess we were just figuring it out the way we wanted to work. Um, I didn't – and we were in commercials at the time, so the film industry kind of saw us as some sort of virus. Um, There was no – back then it was a very segregated industry. Um, But, you know, we just decided just to go our own path, and that was fine. I don't know. I just think that it's our duty to give back. You know, it's um it's it's one of the great gifts of life. I mean, it's I mean I've just also been working with the VCA students. I, I did a week or two there and just to see these bright, amazing, talented artists and just giving them that little nudge of courage and answering any question they want answered, um, demystifying it, encouraging them just means hopefully that there's going to be better work out there you know in in the future so i'm a huge supporter of young talent and um always answering emails and you know mentoring (laughs) wherever i can
2: yeah definitely with that in mind as well i there's a question which i love asking australian filmmakers and that's Uh yeah yeah it's (laughs) and it's about what it means to be an australian filmmaker um oh god you know it's such a big broad question i know and it's a deep question but does does the sense of Australian identity play into your work? I know it does with Lion for sure, but, uh, you know, is that something that you're interested about pre- presenting on screen? Uh,
1: probably not as much as other people, but I guess it's a good question. I, I, I guess I'm just, I just find in Australian cinema, we we kind of tell the same stories and I find that a little, I've personally grown up finding that very frustrating. Uh, I, I'm not saying I don't love those movies, but I just feel like why can't we be telling international stories from Australian soil and so I guess I'm just going a slightly different path and I want to tell international stories of course I bring to all my stories my heritage my connection to land my connection to to the Australian people like all of those qualities I bring towards my work so I guess there's a lot of that in me and I've just obviously I'm just telling, I guess I go for more human condition stories rather than literally Australian stories at this point.
2: Uh, that's a beautiful answer because it is that sense of, you know, what what makes us whole, what connects us and stories is one brilliant way of doing that. It is. I know. mean,
1: I, I, I love, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Peter Weir and, um, and you know, yes, he did a couple of Australian specific stories but went on to do all these wonderful films and um, I, I just feel like, you know, Australian talent should be thinking big and, um, telling these great stories and, and yeah, that that's what I want to happen in Australia as well.
2: I, I think that's a beautiful way to wrap up. Thank you so much, Garth, for your time. I've, I, I know I could talk Thanks, to you Andrew. about the film for hours because there's so many things to talk about. But I know it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. A rabbit hole. <laughs> I've tried to condense it all as much as possible, but I really appreciate your time. It's been great. Thank oh, you. No, I really much.
1: appreciate your interest and and good questions. Thank you, Andrew.